Hey team, welcome to episode 62 of Transition Talk, where we talk about dental transitions and how to navigate the sometimes messy path to practice ownership. Well, in this episode, we are going to cover the site visit again. Now, the first time or times we did this, we covered it from a buyer's perspective. Listen to episode three and 20 if you haven't caught up. But today we're gonna cover the specifics of the visit from the eyes of the seller. It always comes back to dating if you're a regular here on Transition Talk, but remember, it really is a dating analogy. It is not only the buyer's job to impress you sellers, you have to show how impressive you are, but maybe with a little slice of humble pie. Welcome back, Charles Loretto. We have not done this across the desk from each other in so long. I know. I'm having fun today. I and just know. E- even the prep on, on today, I'm just excited about us chatting it up again. I and, know. Uh, it's lovely. What's been going on in Loretto land? Well, I got some embarrassing uh, home project news. <laughs> so the ring was not working at the front door, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the other ones was offline. So, you know, we got a bunch of contractors in right now redoing the bathroom. So the, the ring guy shows up and he says, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably have to go up in the attic and figure something out because it's hardwired, this and that. So he goes upstairs and then comes back and he says, oh, the problem's fixed. Um, it was unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I did pay a service fee for someone to plug in the ring. And then when he looked at the other one, the light switch wasn't on as well. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, this is your, your fearless leader that does really well in a lot of things. Not many, uh, but certainly not on the and technology the on the home repair. front. Yeah, yeah. Plug in, uh, plug out. That's yeah, what yeah. Just do. yeah, it was Something's quite, quite embarrassing. He, he felt bad. He's like, I've spent so much money with him. He just said... Why not just bill you next time? I don't know. It's just so... Oh, my God. So I was speaking to someone this morning, and I was stating something obvious, and she's had no clue. And she says, I'm just a dentist. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, you know, so I'm like, well, let me tell you about my ring story, because that guy just came here this week. So I'm with you, girl. Yeah, we're all I, just... I, I asked her some business question, and she had no idea what I was talking about. I said, no worries. Let me kind of, like, make it simple for you. And we laughed about it. So anyway, it's all good on the whole front. Kids are good. Wife's good. So uh, what's happening on your front? We are doing a little home repair, too, and just dealing with all the delays from COVID and ice storm in Texas. But summer is in full swing at the Ratcliffe House, and tomorrow... I will be going with my mother-in-law and my children to Six Flags over Texas. So if you're not from a state that has one of these, it is an amusement park. And I would rather maybe go to the dentist than go to Six Flags. (laughs) Root Canal. Root Canal or something. (laughs) And my daughter said, can I buy a souvenir? And I felt like my mom, because we were walking around the block, and I said, going is the souvenir. (laughs) Man, you graduated to like old mom. I know. Wow. I was like, the experience is the souvenir. So fill for me tomorrow (laughs) as we ride a roller coaster. But okay, so this episode, we're going to focus in on the planning, a site visit. And if you're at the site visit, then the buyer's probably already smitten with something, right? Location or opportunity or cash flow or whatever it might be. And primarily, they just kind of want to meet you, make sure the office is real, see if they can envision themselves there, really try to figure out if it's a good fit. And so we have some things that we're going to talk about today that sellers and buyers, if you're listening, this is completely fine. And I think this is helpful for you just to, again, experience what's on the other side. That's what we're all about, right? Put yourself in the other person's shoes. But primarily, we're talking to sellers today. You know, if you're at a site visit, there's probably a lot of things that have already transpired in your kind of 
transition path. You have probably, one, you probably have a financial plan that you've talked to someone about, hopefully, and make sure that the numbers work and that selling this practice adds to or completes that financial plan. You've figured out your why. You're ready for what's next. You've thought about what's next. What am I going to do after this happens? You have engaged a team, they have gathered financials, they have cleaned it up, they have priced your practice, they've put together a nice package that you've been kind of handing to people, you've probably started marketing, and you probably have a pool or a candidate, right? And we'll talk about the difference there. You've probably reviewed some CVs, you've looked at resumes, you've probably had some phone calls, you've gotten some warm and fuzzies with buyers, and now it's time to show off in person kind of what you have. That's where we're going to start our conversation today. And we're assuming all of that's done. And if it's not done, go back and listen to pick an episode because we tell you how to get there. So what are your thought and kind of thoughts when I say, you know, seller's perspective, site visit, what do you think? Yeah. So hitting on some of the things you just said. So yeah, those I get, you know, that's a call that typically myself or you will lead once or twice a week when Mm -hmm. we're talking to these sellers and still say, I need some help on transitioning my practice or something like that. And so that's where I just want to have that thorough interview. Like you said, your financial plan, your setup, like we look at, look at the numbers, mm-hmm. you know, I want to do a partnership. If your numbers don't support a partnership, I'm going to challenge that. You know, you have a dental specific attorney, you know, everything is lined up. The stars are lined and it says you are ready. Then that gets me really excited. You know, when they're not lined up, then we have maybe a deeper conversation about potentially where Cane Waters can fit in or, Let's get a financial plan. Let's help with your taxes, your pension plan, so we can figure out a way from a financial perspective to make this transition just more effective. But we're going to fast forward today, like you said, Christy, and we've got all those boxes checked off, and now we are ready. And so what I want us to think about is, you know, like when you're selling your house and you've got, you know, multiple people coming in, you need to have a game plan. You need to have the right, in this case, a real estate agent. They're telling you what to do to kind of clean things up. They're telling you where it should be priced. And they're telling you either to be there or not be there in certain cases. In really high-end, five, seven, ten million dollar type houses, it's common for the seller to actually be there to help kind of show it off. So my buddies in real estate, that's a common thing. So one of the things we want to do is the very, very beginning is this now this person, you know, is coming in. So you have reviewed their CV, you've had phone conversations with them, you're getting to know and feel that this is going to be a really good fit. I want you to think about your office being just clean. You know, the team that you have, they are educated on your why. They know that we're bringing this person and they know their name. There's multiple names and five people that are coming in. Let's be prepared. Team, here's a picture of them and then, you know, who they are. Let's make sure that there's a plan that when the person comes in, we're going to do the office tour. We're going to go through here. You know, we're going to spend some time either in the, you know, the business office or we're going to actually go back to the house and have dinner. There's just a plan from that person, from the phone call, you know, to that office visit. And I'll get into some more of these, but what what else would you like to add just on those three notes, Christy? Yeah. I mean, I think, and some people will say, Hey, my staff's not going to know yet, right? Like, I think that's an important consideration because a lot of our sellers may not have their staff know yet. Your staff doesn't have to be involved if they are. I mean, I think I joke with a lot of people, everyone knows you're going to transition, but if you choose not to say it, that's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But if your staff is involved, like 
what a great, amazing asset to have your staff be able to be there and meet the people and, you know, kind of show off what you're, I mean, because for most people, your, your people are your practice and that's what makes it valuable. So I think that could be a really big asset, but if they're not there, that's okay. You kind of filling them in and giving them the backstory of who your staff are and what their roles are and how great of an asset they are and here's what they do. I mean, I think showing off your processes and your people is fantastic. And I totally agree with like, make it look immaculate, like make it look like inviting and welcoming and like something that someone would want to come to every day. Yeah. It was, it was a call uh, this morning and she's so nervous because she's like, well, you know, the patients are going to leave in droves. I, I've heard that it's like, you know, only 60 to 70% actually stay. I'm like, it's just not true. That's just mm-hmm. a made up number that someone said. The number is, you know, and the 90 percentiles. And so as a seller, I get it. If it's something you're nervous about telling the staff or the team that you're going to go on, but I don't know. I would just take a different approach about it. I, I would sit down with a group and say, I'm not going to get you know any younger. And this practice is so important to me. And it was so important to you. I'm not leaving. I just want to figure out over time who could come in and eventually take over this role. And so that we could work together in the transition. And I think if you can do it in the right way, the team is going to just feel assured that there is a plan and not just find out one day that the practice has been sold because that kind of stuff happens in your community. And I'm not going to say it doesn't work. I'm just saying it's going to be easier for you and for them if they do tell them. Again, totally up to you how you go down that road, but absolutely it's not a must. And I know it's an anxiety that many doctors have. So if it is that opportunity where they're going to be meeting face-to-face, great. If not, you know, you have pictures maybe on your website, kind of go through and Mm -hmm. visit with that new doctor and go, okay, here's Jane. She's been with me for, you know, 20 years. She's heart and soul to practice, works front desk. She wants to work 10 more years. She's married to John, kids, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Tell stories about each of them. Go through the patient base I've got. Here's 3,000 patients, 1,800 are active, demographics, what type of patients they are, procedures you know that are being done. Go through any marketing efforts or lack of marketing efforts. Go through new patient flow. Go through procedures that are currently being diagnosed but being referred out. Yep. And that's a lot of information that you really want to spend some time with. And it's kind of like the reverse of this episode is like, you know, the Nancy Drew episode where you're actually the, we're teaching the buyer to go in to diagnose what's been diagnosed. And um, you're actually selling them sellers. You're selling them. Look at all of this stuff. And uh, I'm referring to all these cases. And so you want to spend some time with them to show them up. So you're saying, I got a business to stock. It's going to go up. All you got to do is Come on to Bangor, Maine or whatever city, you know, you're come up here, buddy, you know, and make this happen because here's the opportunity. So spend some quality time with this tour. It's not just a physical tour, but mentally kind of show them where this is going to happen over their journey over the next 30 years. Yep. hundred percent. And I do think that, you know, if you come in and, and this is kind of preparation, if you're listening to this episode and you're maybe close to transition, but you're not there yet, right? Some of the things we tell people and some of the concerns I get back from buyers after they go to site visits is, hey, the doctor does everything on their own, or it seems like one person does everything and that person's going to retire when the seller retires. 
if you can prepare for that, right? Like if you're two or three years out and you're just kind of starting to kind of think about this, look at your processes and your people and say, what would be a risk, right? Because it doesn't happen in the diligence phase, like when we're reviewing financials for buyers, right? It happens after they go to the site visit and they see how dependent your practice is on one person or on you, right? You want to show your practices, you as a valuable asset and your staff as a valuable asset, but it's a business and it's processes and it's an overall, you know, all the cogs have to be working for the clock to work. And so again, if you're looking to transition two months from now and this is how your practice is, it's okay, right? Like it's not going to cost someone to go, but it, it, we always kind of look for those preparation things. Like what can you do in advance? If you're listening to this, you're thinking about transition. These are things you can do. And these are things during your site visit that if you can highlight, Hey, these are things that are tried and true. We've worked really hard to set up a good collection process or a good treatment presentation, case presentation, you know, process. That's what makes it successful. And Sally's really good at that. Well, that's fantastic, but it's the process, right? And it's the people that help make the process work. I think that sometimes can be really helpful. So Well, yeah, just think about that as an investor. So the investor could be a 28-year-old, you know, male, female that just graduated dental school, you know, one to two years, uh, or it could be a a private equity group. The process and and how the business and risk are evaluated is exactly the same. The 800 collection, high-end, super restorative, Mm -hmm. you know, all on 4Ks, three days a week, that, you know, three-chair practice up in, you know, Boston or something, you know, that is a very special buyer. And, you know, doctor and spouse are essentially running it. They leave. I mean, holy crap, there's a lot of risk mm-hmm. in that compared to maybe a $4 million GP practice where the guy or the founder, uh, the gal or the founder have set up and bought this thing and rent, and now they have associates running it, and they're essentially not really involved. They're just kind of behind the scenes. Holy smokes, the the private equity group would be all over that because you've got that process and systems and associate agreements in place and just a well-old, low overhead type practice. Man, you're going to have a bidding war on that type. So it's the same concept, seller. So just think about this from a buyer perspective, remove that risk. So another thing is, is when you're there with them is, you know, share your vision, share that vision of how you see this happening. And, you know, if I always tell my seller back into where you are. So let's say if you were 62 and you say, I really want to be here for till I'm 63 or 65, let's say 65, three years out. So my vision is that maybe, Christy, I'm going to bring you in for a year, you'd work. And then maybe on the second year, I would sell you 100% of it. And the third year, maybe I work back for you. The vision may be I'm 50 and my lease is up and I would like to go build a building And I would like to bring you in as a partner. The vision may be that uh, I'm 35 years old. I'm visiting another partner, another partner, and we're going to, you know, do this down the road. Whatever it is, you certainly want to share that vision and then what that plan. And then you want to understand what their vision is and how those two visions align together. Are you on the same page? You're looking for in this dating period where you're smiling at each other, you can read each other, almost finish each other's sentences. You're really looking for that. Now, I'm not saying that it has to be just beautiful like that, but again, in a transition, it's 100%. You're just ready to be done. Doesn't have to be perfect, but it's important to you, man. I just really, really, I, I can't stress this enough that we're really looking for this fit. You just really, really know it. And it's important that you're able to see that and a lot of it is this setup, especially if you get a good one. We'll talk about some things you got to get right on, even on the personal side. But 
when you screen enough people and you've got a good fish on the line, you need to hook it and you need to not let that sucker off. And we teach that to our buyers all the time. Yep. Buyers same way. If I know if I can see inside financials, coach the buyer and how they're having conversations with the seller, I'm like, don't mess this up. And we have a lot of buyers, it's kind of fun. They're like, husband and wife are listening to the podcast, are like, I'm pretty sure Charles and Christy are gonna say, Don't <laughs> don't mess this up. Well, seller, hello. This is to you. I need you to also think that when you get an amazing buyer as well, that you need same to you. You you can't mess this up either. Yep. And I think you said something that I kind of want to move to. But before we do, you talked about kind of if you have a unique opportunity, whether it's geographically or or your specialty or kind of what type of practice you have, that site visit might differ from maybe one that where there's a lot of competition. Right. But before we get there, I just want to touch on this because we didn't actually talk about this earlier. I think it's important for everyone to also understand like what things might happen on a site visit and everyone might be a little bit different. Some site visits are purely let's talk, let's just do a little, you know, spin around the office, see kind of what's there. Some site visits might be, and this might be the case if they're traveling and they can only come once, they might want to do a chart audit. They might want to have an equipment specialist come and look at the equipment. You know, they might want to have a contractor come if they want to kind of do some, you know, reconfiguration of the space. So understanding kind of what your buyer's goals are during the site visit is really important prior to their arrival so that you can make sure you allocate enough time that you kind of can set it up properly. You definitely want some like personal time before you just kind of dive into looking at charts. Who needs to be there, right? If you've told your staff, is it should an office manager be there or is it more just time for you two to chat? So I think knowing that there can be other things that can happen in a site visit is really important and knowing kind of what those are. We have episodes on the chart audit and those type of things and happy to kind of walk you through those. I didn't want to lose that there. Yeah. And I I think that during those phone calls, I think that you can have a little bit of that vision session going on. And, you know, certainly I can think of so many just stories and cases where maybe it's a husband and wife duo and we've got a space issue, say 1,800 square feet and four chairs. So it's going to be a conversation. They really wanted to work together. Uh, so, oh, it's in a condo or suite A and B or C are all kind of next door and the older guy or gal's next door. And is that a conversation? Do we get Bob involved next door or Susie involved and say, hey, mm-hmm. I've got a husband and wife do. We're both in our 60s. We've done this for 30 years. Is that something that you're considering? Yep. You know, things like that. So I I 100% agree that then that is the contractor. Let's knock out the wall. That is, uh, I've got some older equipment. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Let's see. We don't need to buy, you know, all brand new equipment to think that's going to help sell our practice. But we might need to be open-minded to have the equipment specialist come in to say, hey, it's 22 years old and it's still working. It's just 22 years old. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than when you buy a house, right? Don't let's not get offended because a buyer is bringing those services in because they're just trying to educate themselves and say, hey, this is what I need to do. When you buy a house, you have a inspection and your inspector tells you, hey, the HVAC is on its last leg. It doesn't mean that what the current owner has done is wrong. It just means, hey, this is something that you can need a plan for. And this is what it's going to look like two years from now, one year from now, whatever that time might be. So, okay, I want to talk about, I think everything we've spoken about thus far is kind of applicable to all site visits, but there are certain things that are probably only applicable if you have 
a unique opportunity or you have a very limited pool and, and, and maybe you're trying to kind of nail down like the perfect person. Oftentimes when someone's traveling, maybe your practice is geographically in a tough market to kind of keep and retain buyers or associates. Maybe you're a prosthodontist and there aren't very many people who are going to be able to fit in your practice. Maybe you're just really picky. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a partnership. Like tell me kind of some things that might go next level or kind of a secondary step outside of our normal site visit stuff. Yes, I'm thinking like hometown boy or girl going to rural America. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like you said, a, an endodontist uh, in a state where there's 20 of them. You know, it might be a, a surgeon going back to Hawaii in one mm-hmm. of the islands or something. It's almost like you're pretty lucky. Like, I yeah. can't believe this guy or gal's knocking on my door. And I really wasn't anticipating, but, you know, here they are. And you want to make this work is you need to roll out the red carpet to these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really needs to be thought out. It needs to be, you know, a, kind of a let's plan for the weekend. Let's pick them up at the airport or let's go ahead and set them up, you know, at an Airbnb with their buddy down the street or something. Let's have our dinner, you know, arranged. Let's have the real estate agent, you know, set up for you know, showing them in the nicer part of the community to the, you know, here's some schools that are set up to mm-hmm. uh, perhaps a lot of the people in this community will, will live on, you know, at the lake or something. And so I went ahead and set that up. Activities, here's your self-artist of this town, whatever that is, just do a really good job, like laying that out. It's almost like a, a city would roll out a plan for a company that's going to come and maybe be there. They're going to pull out all the stops. So just if you're in that situation, you know, fantastic. And you're going to have to do maybe a little bit more. I've got a buyer today I just spoke with, and she's looking at uh, here in Plano, Texas, and a practice just came available. And it's listed on a big broker site. I have no idea. I bet there's probably 30 buyers, mm-hmm. you know. So for that seller, this process would be, a lot of phone calls or maybe the brokers doing phone calls limiting it down to the four or five then we're getting those four or five and they're making sure that lending's been pre-approved and all this and it's just almost like a numbers game of let's just figure it out let's meet them and you know and execute but for those rare situations where we're talking about where we're in a kind of rural america middle nebraska or wherever it's going to be a little bit of a challenge just understand we got to go back to this beginning of this episode have your stuff in order have your business plan tax planning, pension plan, strategy, the timing of it. So when that door does knock, if you're ready or not ready, that we basically have a team ready to execute. Yeah. And I think it's important to know if if you're at that secondary kind of next level site visit, people are traveling from out of state to come and visit your practice. Most often, it's not just going to be the buyer. It's probably going to be the buyer and the buyer's spouse. And sometimes those extra steps are not for your buyer, right? That's going to be the doctor. It's for the spouse who's going to have to live or be ingrained in the community. And so I think for a lot of our buyers, you know, the site visit is very much a, hey, I need to figure out if we can live there, right? What is it like? What are the schools like? What's the recreation like? So I think those things are, I mean, I, I really, really like what you said because I feel like those things, once we figure out the practice is a good fit, which we probably have a pretty good idea by the time they come to a site visit, they've looked at financials, you know, they've gone through that process. It's, hey, can I establish roots here? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really important to, to make sure that you've impressed the spouse. Look, and going back to the financial part, because again, this is a financial thing. You know, if somebody's coming to your practice, you need to be proud of it. You need to be able to lay it out as simply as, you know, John, here's my, I've got all this stuff set up, but let me give you a big picture. 
it's a million five practice with a 55% overhead, you know, you're going to make, you know, close to $700,000 a year before debt service. I plan to be here to help you. I can be here as little as much as you want. It's a bread and butter practice. I've got a big hygiene, you know, developed. Like you are literally laying out the plan and basically to where they just, they can't say no. It's, it's going to be very difficult. And I have a building and hey, you know what? If you want to buy it, great. If you want me to hold on and, and do a fair market lease, I want to be reasonable there. As far as asset allocation, I'm reasonable there. You want me to finish these cases? What You want me to come back when you're on vacation? Whatever it is, you are that guy or gal that's basically making an argument that you just you can't argue against. It's like you know, this is this is beautiful, and you're proud of it. You know, I was out working in my yard. You know, one thing I was good at planting flowers. And my original <laughs> home builder drove by, and he built a house in three, and then sold it to me in uh, thirteen. And we were just talking, and I I kind of wanted to invite him in. You know, just like. I want to show you what I've done. I kind of fixed the place up really nice. Do you want to see? But uh, I didn't do it. The wife would have killed me okay, as well. Okay, so weird story. The people we bought our house from randomly stopped at our house on Friday. Is that right? And wanted to walk through. But it was very much the, I know, very much the opposite experience. You could tell he was like very uncomfortable with all the changes we had made. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like was a little like, you changed that? How dare you? I know. So again, that's funny. Full circle here. Yeah. Like we have to be open to change something as we have buyers come in and say they want to change things and you have to be open to that because it's not going to be your baby anymore and you're trying to give it to the next best owner. Well, hell, I would know that. You've changed everything. You took over this thing. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll end there. (laughs) Oh, man, do I know that. That is too soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, team. Well, we, again, I think this site visit episode is really important and I know we focus a lot on the buyers when we're talking about that, but if you're a seller, listen to this. If you have questions, if you have a buyer coming, if you just need help, if you're thinking about transition, we're your people. That's all we have for today. And thank you for joining us for episode 62. We love talking transition. And if there's someone in your circle who is thinking of transition and they need a resource, share this with them. 62 episodes of pure goodness. I promise. Subscribe to Transition Talk wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Bye-bye.